Blog Talk Radio. Think Marriage is a ministry of inquiry for today and is hosted by Beth and Mark Tinsley. Weekly episodes present marriage-related topics using a combination of radio broadcast and audio podcast. Beth and Mark realize that they are an imperfect couple in an imperfect marriage in an imperfect world. However, they firmly believe that they serve a perfect God and they want to share with you some of the life lessons and wisdom that He has shown them. If you'd like to learn more about Think Marriage, go to www.inquiryfortoday.com or rewrite them in the name marriage. That's www.inquiry, the number four, today.com forward slash think marriage. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Think Marriage, a weekly radio broadcast podcast dedicated to helping couples grow in their love for, grace toward, and patience with one another. I'm Beth Tinsley, and I'm joined on our show by my co-host and husband, Mark Tinsley. Well, hello, everyone. It's good to be with you again today. On today's episode, which is actually our second uh, stab at this today, we we're at our 3 p.m. show, and uh, the power went completely out for a couple hours, so we just rescheduled for tonight. So if you joining us live. We're glad to have you. Uh, if you're joining us in a recorded version, we're getting it out a little later because of a power outage, but we're going to continue today talking about the T in our Think Marriage Think acronym. And as you remember, T stands for time. Last week, we talked about together time or the quality time we spend with our spouse. We offer some practical tools to help you find and protect the time needed to enhance the relationship with your significant other. And I hope those tools have helped you out. Uh, On today's episode, we want to take the final step in our time element, which is quality time with others. Now, the title of our slide says couples time. Now, we're not just going to talk about couples. We're going to talk about couples, other believers, uh, just friends, family, whomever that we spend our time with uh, as believers, spending time with other believers, other people of faith. If we want to have successful marriages, as we've already talked about, we first have to develop our relationship with God. Next, we must develop our relationship with our spouse. And finally, today's episode, we must develop relationships with friends, other couples, and people who enhance our relationship with our spouse and with God. Now, as a reminder, Think Marriage is a call-in radio show, so we want to hear from you. If you have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, give us a call. The number, the call-in number is 917-889-3042. That's 917-889-3042. You can give us a call right now, and later in the show, we will be taking those callers and talking to them one-on-one. All right, so let's dive right in. So we want to talk first about why is spending time with others, particularly other Christian couples or Christian friends, so important. I think, uh, you know, a big reason is because our time with those people encourages us. 
you know, the world that we live in and the sin that we're surrounded with can be very discouraging. We face every day, we face things that discourage us. And there are a lot of discouragements, even in our marriage. There are a lot of, um, you know, there can be a lot of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and miscommunications, um, just past hurts that have happened that can be really discouraging to us. So when we are spending time with other believers who are who are um, of like mind and it really does encourage us. And the Bible says in first Thessalonians five eleven. therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So it's so important. It's such an important part of our faith that we get encouragement from one another because we need it so much to just combat the daily discouragement that can be, you know, hitting us from every side. Another important thing kind of go along with that is, is I've always loved this um, imagery in the Bible of iron sharpening iron. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So as Christians, we, uh, we are people that can speak truth into one another's lives. And when we are weak in an area or struggling in an area and we have Christian friends and couples that we're spending time with, they can build us up. They can strengthen us through their strengths. And um, it really is such an important part of our life. That's right. And, you know, I think isolation in our lives, whether, you know, we're isolating ourselves from God or from our spouse, but even if we're isolating ourselves from other believers, which is what we're talking about today, you know, that dulls the iron. It's when we get together with other people of faith and hold each other accountable, when we encourage one another, when we really challenge one another, that that edge of the sword, as it were, is sharpened and we become, you know, lethal for God, as it were. That's right. Yeah, we can't do it on our own. We need to be, you know, God uses the wisdom of other godly people as his tool. It's one of his tools he uses to mold us into his image. So that's we, we need to be around those people in order for that to happen. And, you know, right along with that is accountability. We have to have people in our lives that we um, can trust and that can we allow to speak truth into our lives. A lot of times when if we're just kind of off by ourselves and we don't feel like we're going to answer to anybody or nobody's going to check in on us, it can be really easy to kind of get stuck in a, a sinful rut or just a bad habit rut Um for an example, like if, if you're a wife and, and you've gotten into a habit of just, you know, speaking disrespectfully to your husband uh, and, and speaking disrespectfully about him to other people and just kind of this, uh, you know, environment of disrespect and unloving attitudes. And if there's nobody to kind of hold you accountable and say, hey, wait a second, I've noticed that you've really you know, I've noticed this thing going on and, and what's that all about and who can talk with you about it, then unless he, the Lord convicts you some other way, you're just going to keep going in that routine and in that rut and in that bad habit. So we we need other people who can hold us accountable to live by the principles that we want to live by. And I think in this area of accountability, a, a, a similar topic is mentorship. I've um, really had a an inkling over the past couple of years to write a book about mentorship. And uh, my thesis would be something like this, that mentorship has taken, has been in decline uh, throughout my generation. I mean, I think about my dad, my dad had 
mentors. I'm sure he did, but I know that my grandfather had mentors. And I know that in previous generations, uh, my grandfather's generation and before, it was very common for men to come alongside of younger men and mentor them, uh, apprentice them, show them the ways of life and professionalism and all these things. And same thing for women. But today we've gotten so busy, we've gotten so uh, chaotic, and we've gotten so self-centered, quite frankly, that we're not looking out as older men and women. We're not looking out to say, hey, where is a younger person that I could mentor and, and pour my life into? We're not doing that anymore. Quite frankly, not even doing that within our families anymore. I mean, uh, fathers and mothers aren't really mentoring their children like they used to. And so there's a lot of waywardness right now. So this idea of accountability and mentorship, I think is huge. And when we come together with other believers, whether they're older than us or younger than us or the same age as us, it gives us an opportunity to, to cross mentor one another, you know, and keep each other accountable. I think that's important. It is. And that whole learning from each other and teaching one another is part of it too. You know, when we are getting together with other Christians and people who are going to encourage our faith, we learn from one another. We, we see maybe what has worked in, in their life and they can share with us what God has shown them and the wisdom he's given to them. And then we can apply that to our own life in our own individual way. And then the same thing, we can teach them what God has shown us and they can use it in their lives. So it's, it's being a, the, the body of Christ together. It's, it's living out the fellowship that Christ intended for Christians, for the body of Christ while we're here on earth and just sharing life together, just sharing the joys, the, the pains, the hurts, the, the good times, the bad with another couple or with Christian friends. I mean, it's such a, just a bonding and encouraging thing to not, to know you're not alone going through things. I think, yeah, I think it's important that it takes away the loneliness, but life's just fun. It can be. And doing it with other people is fun. And I think you right. know, when we get outside of our bubbles and, and get out and, and get with friends and family and other couples, it just makes life much more enjoyable. It is. And when and it's neat when you can do it with people who are Christians, especially when you're outside because you're in you know, when you're enjoying God's creation together. And I don't know, when you when you're doing it with other people who see it that way too, it just adds a a, a great element to it. So you know, what are some of the ways that we can spend time with others? I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give us an exhaustive list today because you can figure out how you spend time with other people, but some ideas that jot it down here, one being couples dating. You know, it's, it, I don't see this as much anymore. Maybe I'm just not seeing it, but where couples go out with other couples and just going on a date night with another couple or a movie night with another couple or just hang out for coffee with another couple or where friends uh, just get together for a cup of coffee, no real agenda. There's no business discussion that's going to happen, but just people get together and talk and hopefully talk about the Lord and how the Lord is working in their lives. You know, Beth and I were talking as we were preparing for this show that it's important. And I think Beth brought this up that we talk about, you know, it's, it's good for men to spend time with men and women to spend time with women. You know, when we look at uh, scripture, it tells us that young men, Older men should be mentoring younger men and older women should be mentoring younger women and uh, and giving ourselves opportunities and platforms to do that by, you know, again, I guess this kind of goes back to the mentorship, but finding some, you know, me as a man, finding another man or a couple other men that I can go out with and do Bible studies, coffee times, maybe men's breakfast, outdoor activities, uh, various ministries in the church, maybe service opportunities, whatever the case may be, but getting out there with those men and doing those things 
And again, it goes back to iron sharpening iron, right? And women spending time with women doing the same thing, Bible study, coffee, lunch, women's breakfast, women's ministry, service opportunities, just keeping ourselves engaged with the body of Christ. Right. It is really important because it's, there's just some, you know, there's, there's a uh, relatability with men and men and with women with women, you know, there be some things that men aren't going to be when you're in a group, a couple setting that men aren't going to be able to talk about with women there and vice versa. We have different life experiences. We have different emotional experiences. So it's really important to have for men to have close male friends, godly male friends, and for women to have close godly female friends so that you can talk about those things that are pertinent to your gender and your role in your marriage, uh, that's just, it's really important to have that. And I know, I mean, I can speak for Beth on this, but I, I know that Beth, this is really important to Beth, uh, being with, you know, other women and, and being mentored by or mentoring or just fellowshipping with other women. And I remember early in our marriage where you were mentored by an older woman that you worked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. It was a really great experience. I was, you know, a new wife. We had only been married a few couple, probably two years. And yeah, she just that she took that time with me. And I mean, we talked about recipes. We talked about taking care of a home. We talked about the Lord. We talked about, you know, being a godly wife. It was just a really and just to know that she cared enough about me to invest that time in me really meant a lot. It it just really meant so much. And And I always have been thankful to her for that. And it really did make a difference in my life. And so uh, just for a, a second here, I think we might have a caller. So I'm going to see if I can get this thing running here. Uh, caller, you're on the air with us. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. This is, hello. This caller, is you are on the air. Oh, hello. Or this maybe. It wasn't a caller. Okay, so we'll keep going here. <laughs> uh, phone number popped up there. But anyway, we're um, talk about some warnings. You know, I think we're talking about getting together with other Christians and other believers, and, and sometimes that uh, can be uh, – we need to think about the warnings that we need to think about. What are some cautions that we need to take this with? And the first one is this. Choose your friends wisely. Folks, the company we keep in life – is very, very important. And that's a scriptural thing. Proverbs 13 and verse 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And we've seen this. I mean, we talk about this as parents a lot, or maybe your parents talked about this when you were growing up with you or some of your friends. But, you know, if you're hanging out with people uh, that aren't, don't have the best interests in mind or, or, uh, or causing trouble or doing sinful things, then it, tempts you to do these things. Uh, if they're not walking the right to walk in life, it tempts you to do these things. And just staying away from that temptation is such a big deal. And so our friends, the company we keep is important because these folks are going to bring into our lives temptations, potentially, that we don't want. And so we want to choose the people that are going to bring good things into our lives, the things that we want to meditate on, not, on, not, not the things that Satan is trying to get us to do. I think that is so important. I think this is huge. Um, I see so, it's so important who you get your advice from, who you seek counsel from, who you confide in, the, the people you spend intimate time with in a friendship, 
because it really does have an impact on, it can have a great impact on your marriage. I, one of the things that really distresses me so much is, is so common with women is um, just when women get together, just, you know, bad mouthing their husbands or uh, just bad mouthing men in general. And I just think that's so destructive to marriages and to relationships. So, you know, if I'm having a, a struggle with my husband, I don't want to be around people who are going to, you know, encourage that and, and tell me to, you know, stand my ground or yeah, he's, he's being a jerk or whatever, you know, like I want someone who's going to, which never happens. (laughs) I want to be around people who are going to support my marriage and support our relationship and speak truth into the situation and help me to see what does God say about this? How does God want me to respond to this? Not to just allow me to give into my sinful fleshly response of anger or bitterness or whatever it is, but who's going to help me to see things God's way. So we need to, to invest time in people who are going to be a support and an encouragement to our marriage and who aren't going to tear it down, even though that might not be what they think they're doing. We need to have people there who will support our marriage by what they say and the advice they give. Absolutely. And I think that takes us to our second point is that, you know, first of all, choose your friends wisely, but also befriend people of faith. Second Corinthians six and verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. Now, I mean, I want to be clear on this. It doesn't mean you don't talk to people who are unbelievers. I mean, obviously the great commission tells us to go out and make disciples. I mean, we got to go out and talk to folks. Jesus talked to folks that were not of his like-mindedness, but I think the key here is that the people that we were intimate with, whether it be our spouses or uh, folks that we're close friends with, folks we're associating with on a regular basis in an intimate way, we can't be unequally yoked with those people. We have to be friend people who are of like-minded faith. We've got to choose friends and couples who have a similar spirit, who have similar motivations and similar goals in life. Because again, if they don't, they're going to try, you know, their lives, and not maybe not even intentionally or maliciously, but they're going to pull us away from what God has for us. If God has us on a mission, if he has us focused on something, uh, and, and we're moving forward in that area, and we, but we start to get intimate with people that are on a different path, the temptation is going to be to go on that other path. And so we've got to be careful. And so befriending people of like-minded faith, I think is so important. Right. And, I, you know, I, I would... Also, just be careful that just because somebody says they're a Christian or that they go to church doesn't mean that they are really like-minded with you or that they have the same motivations that you do. Or um, So you have to just be really careful. People have lots of different definitions of what being a Christian or a Christ follower means. So, um, you know, just kind of a, as, as a warning out there, just because someone says they're Christian doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be an encouragement to your marriage or that, you know, they're, y'all are in the same place in terms of your walk with the Lord. So just, just pray and ask for wisdom about it. Absolutely. And then uh, choose friends and couples whom with who, with whom you can have fun. I mean, we you know, life is like we said. It's life is supposed to be fun. I mean, we're not supposed to be la- you know laboring through it all the time with seriousness on our faces 100% of the time. I mean, God wants us to to enjoy life. We see people in scripture, a lot of the biblical characters in scripture having fun, enjoying life at t- much of the time. 
And uh, we need to do that as well. So choose people that you can have fun with in life because that's important. And, uh, and then, you know, finally, you know, don't get in codependent relationships. Uh, don't get in relationships where the person absolutely needs you and you absolutely need them. And I'm talking about friends and, and, and associates and couples that you're, you're dealing with. You know, we've got to be willing, if God leads us away from somebody, to be able to walk away from that. Or if God leads us in a different direction, to walk in that direction. We can't be so tied to some person or another couple that we lose track of what God has for our lives. So, and, and, you know, codependency is a real thing in people's lives. And we've got to be sure we avoid that in our relationships. So those are just some of the warnings, I think, that we need to look for as we choose our friends and other couples uh, to hang out with and to share life with. So we want to talk about um, just a little bit about the difficulty sometimes that there can be in finding other people to spend time with. Um, we've talked about this the last, our last two um, podcasts, the, the distractions in life. We're not going to go through them all again, but you know, all the distractions that are there for everything else, the work, kids, technology, everything, um, family, house projects, all that stuff takes our time. So it just requires intentionality on our part to make this a priority, to make time with other couples and with good godly Christian friends a a priority in our life. And we're going to have to, you know, make make it an appointment, make it a a time on the calendar you're going to set and you're going to make sure it happens. Because if if you don't do that, it's just going to kind of get pushed aside all the time. Um, Another thing is, like-minded people are sometimes not as easy to find as you'd think. I know you think with, uh, especially with the area we live in, <laughs> so right. uh, highly, you know, Christian and church. And, uh, but sometimes it's not always easy to find like-minded people. Um, people have, like I said, people have all different ideas of what faith is and how that affects their life and how deeply they're committed to the Lord. So, um, you know, there, it, it does take some work to to find people that you can trust and who, um, you know, you connect with. Um, but and, and also another thing is that um, that you have to kind of be aware of and that can can make it difficult to find other people. It's, you know, we live in a very mobile society, um, especially today. People are moving for jobs all the time and, um, you know, just th- Things, different things taking them away and travel is so much easier today. So you may find really good friends that often move away. That's just a part of life. I know in my life that that has happened. I um, have had two really close friends who um, I became friends with when our first two children were just young and um, lived here in the same city for years. And uh, these people, these women were just just are such good godly influences and just really we lived life together and shared everything together. And over the past few years, they, they both actually have moved uh, one out of the state and one a few hours away with their families um, for jobs. And so that was very, very difficult um, for me. It was very, very difficult. It left really a hole uh, in my life, not having them. So, you know, we still, these two friends and I still keep in touch. We, you know, FaceTime and text and call when we can. And so there's still a big part of it. Um, but it's hard not to have that face-to-face time with them. It's, 
it's different when they're not right there, but you, you can still make it work when they're not right there with you. It just is a little harder. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to try this again. I think we might have a caller, but uh, we're going to see if we can do this. Do we have a caller on the line? Hello? This is, uh, yes, this is uh, Pastor Ken Fishman. How are you doing tonight? Good. We're having a little little trouble hearing you, but let's try, let's give it a go. All right. Listen, I, I have a blog talk radio show, you okay? Uh, it's called Rainbow Ministries, and uh, I'm I'm on uh, four nights a week. And All right. uh, I was just listening to you. I was listening to you guys, and uh, I like what you have to say. Well, thank and, you. And uh, I got some good news. I got some good news for you all. Uh, all right. My, okay. I, I, well, let me tell you what's going on. My uh, my uh, boyfriend uh, Tony F. I just got him impregnated. Uh, you just what? We're having a baby. We're having a baby together. Okay. It's all right, caller. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Now, we're going to go ahead and call, cut this one short, but I appreciate no, your time. No, you don't have to do that, buddy. We're, 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 we're having a baby. I want to announce to the world, Tony F. and Pastor uh, Kim Fishman. We're having All a baby. Right. Well, congratulations. All right. Well, thank you very much, buddy. All right. So that was our first caller on Blog Talk Radio. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway. But, like, I think Beth was saying there um, – that it, you know, it is hard. People are mobile, and good friends often do move away. And I've had, actually, my experience has been a little different in that I, uh, I don't have, I haven't had friends move away. I've just had some real good friends that I've made that had potentially had, that lived away. And I'll tell you why, because in being in the military and as an army chaplain and a, a, an army infantry officer, I've been deployed a couple of different times and been all around the country different military bases and things of that nature. And I've run into a lot of great people and made some really good friends, but they all live in other places, Connecticut, Colorado, you know, all over the world. And so I'll come back to Virginia to my home base. And then I feel that emptiness of having these really close men that I love and, and trust and am loyal to that, you know, I can't be around very often. So it is difficult uh, to find others sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's important to not lose heart. You know, those people are out there that you can connect with and feel a connection with. We just have to pray. I think that the biggest thing is to pray and ask God to send people into your life that can, that can fill um, that need that we all have for that connection with other Christian couples and don't give up. Just keep praying and keep searching. And uh, when God brings people into your life, um, just treasure that and, and the time that you're able to with them and make the best of it. Absolutely. Well, folks, um, I guess to recap what we've been talking about here, you know, think marriage, the T H I N K, the acronym think is just very important to us. We've built this ministry around this think acronym. And right now we've kind of gone through the T uh, the T is, uh, Divine time, spending time with God, you know, getting alone with God in Scripture, getting alone with Him in prayer, and, and just communing with Him, learning His truth, listening for that still small voice, and becoming all that we can be spiritually uh, through our relationship with Him. And then beyond that, we go to our together time, spending time with our spouse and with both God and our spouse. You know, if we want to 
that relationship to blossom. We want it to be all it can be. We've got to spend time together. So together time is so important. Uh, but then it's the couple's time uh, or time with friends and family and other believers and, and principally with other couples. Because uh, life of, the life of faith is a life of community. You know, uh, when you look in Scripture, it, there's so much community. I mean, Jesus didn't choose one disciple, right? He chose a bunch, you know, and he's got, we, we learn about the 12 closest disciples and the you know, people that walked the closest with Jesus, but Jesus had community even with his group. And, and just throughout, I mean, the, the Israelites were a community, the people of God. And so community is important to God. And so we don't want to isolate ourselves in our marriages. We want to get out there and be with other believers. And plus, Beth and I didn't hit on this yet, but there's the body life concept. He, you know, uh, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and we are part of the body of Christ, and we all have a part to play in that body of Christ. And, you know, I love how in Acts where it talks about the early church, you know, Jesus has died and risen and gone back up to heaven, and, and Peter and the apostles are, are out just emboldened and sharing the gospel with um, just the people in that area and how the believers at that time, they just shared life together. It says they, they broke bread together. They gave to one another. They, they gathered together. I mean, it was a very much of a sharing a life and their faith together. And I just, I love that picture of them just doing that. They weren't off on their own, doing their own thing. They were, they were sharing and living life together. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's really our show for today, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us. I hope that you've gotten something out of this exposition, uh, this picking apart, this pulling back the layers of time, divine time, together time, and time with others. Folks, this is important stuff, and we're hopeful that what we're talking about on this show, uh, both in the past, present, and into the future, will be helpful to you in your marriages you know, if you have any uh, thing you'd like to ask us, you know, feel free to call into the show. Also, feel free to email us at thinkmarriagenow at gmail.com. That's thinkmarriagenow at gmail.com. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to introduce the H in the Think Marriage acronym, which stands for honesty. Next week's episode is April 12th at 3 p.m., barring any uh, unforeseen power outages or anything <laughs> of that nature. We will be there and uh, to host the first episode in the H part of the THINK acronym. So, folks, we'll see you next week and have a great and wonderful week, and God bless you all.